Okay. Hi, hi everyone. Welcome to the Neurosick Podcast. We are on a mission to flip the script on neurodiversity and cybersecurity, technology, society, and culture. My name is Nathan Chung, and today my special guest is Srinidhi Vedartham, CEO in Bark Women. Welcome, Srinidhi. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for inviting me. This is my first podcast, so I'm pretty excited. Yep, me too. I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, get things started. Uh, tell, you, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. I am a software electrical engineer at a startup which specializes in smart lighting and smart security. Cool. Uh, I am also recently appointed CEO of Embark Women, which is uh, pride and joy. And I am also one of the co-founders of Ecospace, which is a resource that is going to help uh, women in abusive situations escape and spread awareness about domestic violence normally in life. Awesome. And for your, for your uh, so a high level, if you're comfortable, can you share what, what neurodiverse conditions you, you, uh, you, you have? Oh, cool. Uh, it's it's currently I feel like Kanye West, you know, because uh, he calls his bipolar a superpower. So I have bipolar disorder, uh, ADHD, uh, depression, anxiety, the four horsemen of every successful immigrant child. <laughs> so the, yeah, those those are the conditions currently I have. Wow. Yeah, yeah maybe all I have is autism and ADHD. Man, we at least match somewhere. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, high level day to day. So how do you cope with your conditions? Do you, do you feel that it causes problems? And if so, how do you cope day to day? Oh, it's, <clears throat> oh, it's a struggle. So I got um, I got diagnosed just last year and I refused to take medication for four months because I had this inherent stigma that the medication might change who I am, you know. But then after a bunch of uh, burnouts and depressive episodes and the manic phases for my bipolar, finally I found a nice doctor. And so one of the things, I started taking medication 2021, January 1. So uh, one of the things I have been doing, I think from uh, what I've been speaking to therapists and just doing research on my own is uh, whenever there is, when, whenever I'm, having the urge to impulse by or impulse decision making. I, st I started a spreadsheet where I put that thought immediately on the spreadsheet and track it. So um, last year before my medication, I had an impulse thought to get my puppy and I got I thought about it on Wednesday and got him on Saturday. So it was it best decision of my life, but it was extremely impulsive. And that is the kind of behavior, you know, you want to avoid as a bipolar person. So having a spreadsheet helped me just track what I want. Hmm. You know, I don't have to buy it immediately. I can buy it later kind of a mindset <laughs> or I don't have to. So at one point I was trying to like quit and leave America so I can hmm. go to um, um, Syria for helping out with the war conditions because at that time I was just so shocked about what's going on. But that's all impulse decisions, right? And my hmm. my company was extremely amazing to me. You know, they talked me out of it. They were like, you can help from here. First, take care of yourself. So having breaks, maintaining a spreadsheet, just having time for yourself and exercising sometimes, you know, helps. So, so some it of the coping tips that I have been doing. Absolutely. And 
when when I did the also find is uh just going outside. <laughs> oh yes. Getting getting out getting away from the computer for a few minutes helps. <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh man! Uh, since we are always we work remote now, so we are twenty four seven in the computer or on our phone. Uh, guilty because I am a TikTok fanatic and LinkedIn fanatic because I just love social media as an extrovert. Uh, so, but sometimes I just close it and then go to a park hmm. with my puppy and we just run crazily. That's it. If people see me from outside, they just think this random lady is running in this park with this dog chasing her. But that's my coping. Awesome! That is so amazing. And you brought up an interesting point. The many people often hide their neurodiverse conditions out of the fear and the negative stigma. But because women in particular are very vulnerable, because people often think that neurodiverse conditions only affect men. But you are very open about it, and and especially on social media, it's like you are very much unafraid. Like, who inspires you to be so open and unaf unafraid? And unafraid to speak out, and just to talk <clears throat> about oh, so I want to give kudos to my company and all the mentors I have had throughout my life. Frankly, uh, when I first started working, I did not know what was happening to me because I was not aware of all of these conditions. Yeah, and my mom, you know, like. No one knew. No one was telling me about anything. You know, I just thought I was. There was something wrong, but I was not sure what. But after talking to all of them, you know, constant support from my surroundings and the environment created that positive impact. And after that, I was just like, "Screw it! Might as well share because why not?" You know, I am suffering, but I am still. I am not failing. It's not a failure to have like conditions that affect you. It's just a neural connection gone wrong or a chemical imbalance in the brain. Therefore, I just thought. After all the support, obviously, I shared it, and man, the support has been tremendous ever since. And people have been reaching out saying thanks for sharing, which which I never expected. Frankly, I didn't I didn't share it for you know uh, fame or anything. I just mm. shared it because I just felt like I wanted to, and the positive encouragement has been extremely awesome. That is so amazing. I think you brought up a good point that support, especially from friends and family and coworkers, that is just so crucial because I hear too many stories, and I myself have experienced a lot of like bullying from like people at work and and whatnot. It is it gets very difficult, and this leads to a lot of people, especially women, to not disclose at all because they want to avoid all that out of just straight off out of, out of out of fear. So, what tips do you have for other people, especially women who are? Afraid to disclose their condition. It's usually, you know, there are several factors that might come into picture when you have some kind of a condition <laughs> that you are. You know, some people are just private. You know, they just don't want to share. But if they are open with their manager in case they want to take that mental health break, at least one person in at workplace to have that unconditional support for them that would be excellent. And the negative stigma. Unfortunately, now we are in 2021, and slowly, I think all the corporations and the companies are starting to realize that burnout is there. People are quitting because finally, people have moved away from capitalism, and they are like, we want to be do what's best for us. 
and we we don't care if you, the company is not supportive of us which is excellent because that means they are treasuring themselves more so the companies are coming with wellness programs the mental health insurances and several other you know paid holidays for mental health breaks which is excellent so i am my thought as a woman in the industry and women in tech is just have that honest conversation with a few of your peers you know if you are struggling just say hey i'll take some time to get this done because i'm going through certain things and the work will be done but i have some challenges i have to face before i go through with it so having that honest conversation always help open communication absolutely and i i totally agree with you there because if we don't ask if we don't ask for it like we will never get what we need no definitely yeah right <laughs> oh man especially in america i've realized that if you don't ask for it you don't get it yes absolutely and uh with the big trend now now with more people getting vaccinated the big trend now is re- returning to the office how, how do you feel about returning to the office like for me like i i really don't want to go to the office but how you okay so <laughs> i have two, two 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 different views in this one is i am so happy with my remote work because all of my time every time i take a break i have my puppy i cook fresh food you know i eat fresh food Uh, and then i go for walks and that reduces commute time i travel 1 hour for work so oh. one, yeah morning 1 hour night, evening 1 hour that's 2 hours of my life and that time i can literally do anything else right but also the second point is i love people i like being surrounded by people and so the ex- excellent part of my company right now is they are fully remote but they also said if you want to come to work you know whenever you are uh, when the remote work is getting too much for you you can come so that's excellent uh, i have anxiety returning to work definitely mostly because of the travel time and how the things have changed in the last year and a half uh, but i am happy with remote uh, uh, so i'm i'm happy with remote <laughs> yeah me too overall i think i really like that what, how you described your, your current employers i think that is the best way kind of like a hybrid approach open yes. offices so you can go in if you want to slash need to but don't force people to go in the office definitely definitely one of the current studies are showing that <clears throat> people are having high anxiety for yes. returning to work and it makes so much sense yes right and and also the covid is still going on the delta with the delta variant no one knows what's going to happen so safety and you know children are still uh, there is still uh, they are still not having vaccinations so there should be care also in making such decisions so yeah anxiety is all time high and it's so understandable i read an article the other day which said people are quitting because if companies are forcing them to come to work and i just like yeah well makes sense yep absolutely and yeah that that is the trend now because the it's it's like it's kind of like the human kind of like uh, how businesses have traditionally have done things they now that things are getting better with covid they just kind of want to go back to how things were mm-hmm, <laughs> it's not going to go back yeah correct. at the same time my view many of us like us that have no diverse condition we have gained so much working from home we're more comfortable we're more productive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like companies should not take that away from us like yes. we're we're doing well working from home do not take it away <laughs> no, definitely definitely oh man uh, especially i like you said you know i i do feel that uh, 
for people with neurodiverse conditions uh, the covid has been a interesting challenge because isolation sometimes does get to people mm. but also it means you are able to focus on yourself as well absolutely that's so, yeah, you can go ahead oh that's it that's it <laughs> okay yeah. okay and another barrier is culture uh, the culture and society like for example uh, in america no diversity is it, there's a greater understanding of no diversity so there are more resources resources available however in other countries like for example in your native india and some other countries throughout the world neurodiverse conditions such as autism adhd it's demonized as like if you have it people will want to uh like abandon you or just not want to uh talk with you or be your friend or or just it's like what's the word uh you're isolated and isolated. so it's it's horrible but how do you feel like how 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 do you feel things are in your native india for and how they view no diverse conditions so i know india can make different you know like there is still work to be done and i know several of my friends who are you know working towards bringing awareness to mental health issues uh, we have also seen several nonprofits coming forward and trying to create awareness with the general population about the mental health issues unfortunately there is still a stigma you know uh, when i told my family i had bipolar they said you don't you are just sad and i'm like no i am not uh, but they, that's because lack of understanding of the um, condition and also it's like a it's like uh, it's a thing you know like hey if you have some kind of a mental condition that means you are lacking in some way and therefore your marriage prospects will go away oh my right right it's a, it's a it's it's definitely a thing and uh, so they are like hey don't say it out loud or don't share it with people unfortunately for them i'm a loud mouth so <laughs> i <laughs> love it I, i'm just like posting all over the place and uh, my mom finally you know we sat together and went through like a uh, article on what bipolar actually means and you know the with patience and giving the correct education people mm. will start understanding the extent of what mental health uh, how important mental health is but it's still not talked about a lot mm. um, so i know as a as a person as just with me and my surroundings and my friends i have seen people struggle with uh, depression and anxiety and because there is this expectation that you have to always be successful right like failures mm. are not taken easily i mean or failures are like you know how they say the asian household yes. expectation yes. right so <laughs> yes, uh, the fear of failure is a big thing and therefore people are un un unable to handle it and therefore the coping skills are also not taught in schools and colleges and I, i in the end we have to personally come up with coping skills that work for us without knowledge in order to go through that life and uh, just education providing education is definitely needed and i think it's it's growing in india but it's 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 hopefully in the next 10 years we will see a positive impact mm yep and you you brought a very interesting point because i think another barrier especially for uh, the the culture and society like india i talked about this this whole week with my lot my other guests a huge impact is like in asia in many countries they are literally how you say uh 
they have sent literally centuries upon centuries of culture and society that's baked into the families. And it's kind of like what you said, this, this, this enormous pressure and stress to succeed. And to add to that, for especially for women in India, it's a, there's a, this is a huge, the neurodiversity is a huge barrier because the parents will often expect the, the, their daughter to, to, uh, I say to, uh, follow the traditional gender stereotypes that, mm. that, that conform, like say for women, like don't, don't work, get married, have children and just follow the, a traditional, the, the traditional, uh, gender family stereotypes, role. Yeah, family role. And I hear this a lot in my friends from India and my, in my friends from India that live in the U S they, they still get all this pressure to, oh, yeah. to, to do that. Yeah, conformity, conformity. Conformity, oh, so, yes. So interestingly, you know, uh, one of the, so when I was growing up, I've always been extroverted, right? And I always thought I was weird because uh, one of the things was, you know, in India, when I was brought up, again, this is all just me, the, like disclaimer, not all over. I know people who have had like successful, uh, different family lives. So, but for me as a naughty child and an ADHD person and a hyperactive person, I was always beaten because I was like all over the place, right? Oh my God. But it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's a thing in India, it's normal. But I was, I was, I talk a lot because I am extroverted and... Therefore, I do not conform to the stereotype of what the people want and women in India to be, you know, seen, not heard, not soft, not loud, uh, passive, not aggressive. And I'm opposite of all of that. You know, yeah. I tried to follow it. Oh, thank you. But I tried, I tried. It's not like I haven't tried. For 24 years of my life, I tried to be the good daughter that the society wanted me to be. And after that, I started learning more about myself. And I just thought, why is me being different a failure? It's not. I'm not, you know, I am me and I am allowed to be me. That's when I knew what a personality test was. And then I took a 16 personality test and found out I was naturally an extrovert i can't do anything about it that's just my personality so i just after i just accepted me for who i am it really helped you know just get out of that space and the negative space of man i am not a good daughter because i talk too much or i'm too social or you know i go i i'm very independent it's, it's not and also, again, as, as my family, they've always been encouraging my father and mother. They've always wanted me to be an engineer because wow. in India, you have to be an engineer, doctor, a banker or a businessman in order to be you know, successful. So that's a, so I, I knew my path and I was OK with it because I was good at math. But the focus was an issue because I just couldn't focus. Mm. I was never the top student, but I was always in the top 15, top 10 students, you know, always. But then the folk, that's because I missed focus. And that was now I understand because of ADHD. But then I did not. I just thought I was a terrible student. Like, man, I study so much. I still can't make it. Uh, but, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, my God. Like, when you don't understand what's going on with you, it's hard to... It, right now, all of the things I did in my youth... Man, I'm 29, but in my youth is making sense to me. Like, ah, oh, this is why I took that decision. Oh, this is why I was not able to focus. So, uh, with but with family support and somehow, you know, just 
breaking out of the stigma and mm. a big stereotype was very important to me so i started doing you know like rebelling against uh, some of the gender norms put by the patriarchal society as they say right uh, so that was and also my mom has been such a such a boss my entire life she she was she was she's my life saver life giver and you know my confidant uh, she she worked all so one of the typical indian families is the father works mother takes care of home and then you have the children right my mother was an independent woman who got her job when she was 19 you know she wrote a competitive exam where at least 3000 4000 people participated and she got the job when she was 19 and in a government and she worked all her life and so i uh, i learned independence and i learned to stand on my own feet from her so at that point she is breaking its gender stereotypes yes. before me so you know i so right now i i she's my role model so that's how i started breaking out of the system kind of wow that is incredible sounds sound like uh, she she was a trail trailblazer in india 100% in, 100 but yeah this so amazing and i think i'm just surprised and very happy for you that that your parents are so supportive because i know a lot of people they're they they have the opposite the parents to say don't worry just get married just get married oh, oh, oh so, okay there was one incident where this happened but it was not from my mom or my from my dad i i posted a tiktok on it so i had uh, applied for masters uh, in america for like five colleges and i had forgotten to send the detail, all my gre scores before deadline so obviously you know they rejected me and my dad was so angry at me he said i think you are, you are going to be average all your life you know you, you all you need to do is get married and i'm like how dare and then i then you know like i let me prove you wrong buddy and then i got another admission and i came but but it was it, it does happen you know like there people have i guess parents are humans and sometimes yes. they slip up you can't constantly you know have them be on their perfect self absolutely but still it's, i think it's amazing that you're like not letting the culture or your conditions like keep you down that you're total opposite you're you're vocal you're in your you're doing amazing thing i think that's um, incredible thank you for all you do thank you thank you nathan so encouraging for me yep but on the flip side this if you're comfortable i can imagine that a lot because for a lot of people from india when they come to the us a lot of them take with them the traditional values mm. so if you're comfortable talking uh has that caused you any problems like in the us like from people from india in the us so there are there are i i hmm. it's a very interesting question because i have not directly gotten comments but i have heard of comments made of me by my friends who are like hey avoid this person cuz he told something mean about you kind of a thing but uh, unfortunately yeah so i think i shared it on linkedin again the other day in dallas i was in a mall and i have like a bunch of tattoos so oh, that wow. where am i uh, i like tattoos because that's like a, another way of rebelling for me and i just yes. like art so uh, someone uh, some uh, older lady fr- spoke in my language and said man these women come to in- from india to america and then forget their roots forget their traditions and then go around doing stuff and it's just like i was so shocked that you know i forgotten that the the i forgotten that time that judgment in india would be so different than in america 
so uh, it, it it literally like i am here i am why am i here like i am surviving i am uh, succeeding i am working towards my goals and why does what i have on my body matter right that was uh, that was very interesting for me and also i get like weird looks when i go to like some grocery shops mm. cuz tattoos and which is mm. weird i just felt like either they want to be me or you know they want to be mean to me and choose pick and choose i'm trying to be confident here so it, it wow. there has been instances but i i just brush it off because I, in the end of the day uh, at the end of the day uh, it's waste of my energy thinking of what other people think you know you go do you in 5 years will this matter no but it makes for a good linkedin article so yeah wow that is incredible you, you are so strong like oh, thank you thank you it this a lot of trauma i worked on it to be this strong yep so for other women from of indian ancestry that lives in the us do you have mm-hmm. any tips for them who who would who might encounter similar similar issues oh man tips? just like don't care about anybody you know just do what you want to do as long as you know you are following your path and i'm i'm still trying to find my path as well so you know i'm not wise yet but for like to the if i had to say something to the younger me i would say that don't worry don't bother about what other people think of you just do you you're perfect as you are just keep growing and you are going to be fine absolutely absolutely okay, and and you are you are and you are ceo of embark women tell us more about that and what inspired you to create the group oh so uh when i was look i graduated university in texas uh, i was looking around for networking groups for women in tech and women in business to you know meet those connections make those connections and network so i came across uh, the group which had like a meetup at that time and one person my co-founder and the original um, idea creator of this group uh, crystal brice and she was my mentor and my wing woman for so many of the opportunities she threw in front of me so when i said hey why like i saw that you have a group why not make it big so both of us and another person ruthi blair we all uh, joined together and started the group and just put a web just like a networking group for women in tyler texas you know it's a small town in east texas and not a lot of uh, opportunities for women to mix and mingle and the first meeting itself we got so many mentors who were willing to give back at least 40 of them came to just you know they're ready to give back share their stories share their journey and it just made such an impact on me one of the things she says is she had someone who was her wing woman when she was trying to network and she was mine and so we thought why not every woman have her own wing woman and her own cheerleader for her to succeed in life because uh, one of the biggest uh, mottos of embark women is all tides raise all ships so collaboration not competition and and that. and now we have like 900 members so wow. 900 <laughs> that is incredible congratulations thank you thank you and they are all wonderful and it's it's just such a supportive community and just out of this world so uh, tyler texas has become my home had become my home and now is just from tyler we are trying to globalize embark women and that's where i come in as the uh, first women of color ceo wow congratulations that is so incredible and i like what you brought up because for a lot of people out there like officially women support it is so crucial for their 
for them to uh, thrive in their careers because we all need help. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because uh, so one of my when I started networking, so I started seriously networking a year ago in last Ma uh, May, and I met my mentor who was I, who I ghosted, frankly, because at that time I thought, man, I cannot uh, like I don't want to put my bullshit on her. She has her own uh, work to do, but she kept being there for me. You know, she kept pinging me on Slack like, hey, let's chat. Hey, let's chat. And I was just so blown away like man i've been wrote to you you want to talk to me and now she's one of my closest and you know shout out to paige she's my closest mentor she's uh, she's she's amazing and i realized after talking to her i had like such i didn't have confidence in myself and then she spoke to me and she just literally said what i did and just like see you're doing this you're not why do you not have confidence and she just like gave me reality check wow and support every time and i just thought you know if if there was only other women for it so another thing also i realized was uh, while going through the networking process all the women uh, i've spoken to said that they had an advocate for them a champion for their success and all the adversities they faced they always had a support system of this group of women and men that you know was there behind them to help them succeed so definitely having that personal board of cheerleaders is really helpful and uh, the personal board of cheerleaders or mentors was coined by my friend Colleen who's also an amazing mentor to me so it's just at this point i'm collecting mentors like pokemon <laughs> I, i have like seven mentors and i'm just like hey hey you want to talk to me hey how about you i think it's my personality they look at me and they think man she needs a mentor absolutely and i really enjoy that that is an incredible story i think one question a, a, a lot of women will probably have is how would how how would they find a mentor oh. how, 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 what advice would you have for them to find a mentor so uh, <clears throat> i am i am a member of at least 32 slack channels <laughs> I, i i can i can kind of show you 16 of them which i am currently active active on but uh, wait it's so yes, okay yeah just don't don't judge me like this are wait a minute ha huh? these are all my slack channels <laughs> because i i enjoy networking so what i do is uh, i go on this i i just mostly googled you know women in tech slack groups near mm -hmm. me or meetup groups i went there there are certain ch slack channels i joined them and then whenever a woman there would be like a channel specifically dedicated to finding mentors where mentors you can just like go ahead like hey i want to chat about this and i'm looking for a mentor and i would love to have a networking call with somebody so that worked and also there are people who would want to mentor you so you know you introduce yourself and you are up in introduction channels and you are like hey i am in this position and i am trying to better myself and my career would love to chat with any of the uh, women in this space or you know anyone who wants to chat and then once you start doing the networking people will be you know people will volunteer to be your mentor so you don't even have to search for it oh there is a comment which said the mentor will come to you excellent yes absolutely yes excellent you know you just have to put yourself out there definitely the That's mentor will comment. come yep. to you mm -hmm. i think one other challenge some women we have is just asking because sometimes they feel like uh 
some might even feel uncomfortable asking a person to be their mentor because they like, especially in Asian cultures where it's like, got to be silent, like don't yeah. bother people or the other person's going to be too busy. Like, yeah. How do you oh, feel? Oh, I have that all of that when I started networking. I had all of that. I was just like, man, am I being a bother? No, I should not take too much of their time. One of the things my mentor had told me was, if they didn't want to talk to you, they will tell you. You know, if they you are bothering them, they will tell you. If they don't have time, they will tell you. Don't assume what they want without them telling you directly. So one of the things I had to do was, you know, get rid of my shame in asking for help just the stigma that you know if you ask for help you're weak kind of a thing so uh, I, I literally i just like put that shame in a box and like throw it in the trash and then started asking i started asking questions like hey 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 let's do this let's do this and then you know it's a numbers game after that like someone some people will respond because they are on linkedin some people will take some time to respond but in the end in the end you will find answers and people will come to you uh, just don't assume what the other people want, you know, like on your own. Hmm. You ask them, they will tell you. So that's the biggest advice I've gotten. And that has been the most uh, uh, interesting advice for me that I follow. Excellent. And some of my friends might ask, are, are you available to mentor them? <laughs> oh, oh, I am 29 and I can probably talk, but we will see. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That, thank, thank you. That's just so amazing. Uh, so the other group you're part of is uh, EchoSpace. Can you tell us more about EchoSpace and what you, what you do there? Cool, yeah. So um, for EchoSpace was a product. So I joined a product bootcamp because I'm interested in product management. And so I wanted to learn more about it. And so uh, when we joined the bootcamp, it's accelerator of sorts, uh, we came up with the idea, me and two other uh, product managers, Avi and Polina, all three of us came up with the idea for doing something regard regarding victims of domestic abuse and domestic violence. Because one of the uh, biggest thing that has risen in the COVID is the amount of domestic violence because women and men, whoever are in that situation, are not able to escape anymore because everything became remote, right? So there has been no way to escape. So the statistics, I don't want to quote wrongly, but showed that there has been an increase in the assault and decrease in the number of calls the domestic violence helpline has gotten. So with that idea in mind, we started just, you know, doing our research, user interviews, and we started looking at what is going on, what is the research about, what, you know, just asking stories to see what we want to do to help as spread awareness. So we came up with ECHO, which was a resource to and a forum for people in this violent situations, abusive situations, and uh, survivors who have gotten away from the situation to connect and just help each other out and support each other. So currently, that was our MVP, and that was ECHO. Uh, and uh, currently, we were so passionate about the topic that we met with Victim Voice CEO, who is Sherry who is doing excellent work for people who want to record evidence. So Victim Voice is an app which will legally, which is a legally admissible evidence in court. So she's one of our key mentors and Suzanne who has been doing awareness of uh, domestic violence through video games. So, wow. so, you video know, games. like, exactly. So, so one of the game is like the, some of the games are like, you know, you cannot, it's, it's a very interesting game where 
you keep going in circles in the game which is meant to say the anxiety will still be there you can never cure a person unless you escape from that relationship so it's it's like a subtle you know subtly it'll test it is telling you this is you are you are kind of in a situation where you have to take control and leave so uh, those two and all of the uh, users and survivors who have come across come to us and shared their story you know like just amazing strong women who have gone through all of it and it has helped us shape what echo is today but now we are trying to figure out uh, so we are trying to change our track a little to see how we can have corporate and organizations talk about abuse and find you know like instances of abuse and just be more supportive to their employees because domestic violence is not just a, a intimate partner relationship it comes to work too in forms mm. of you know bruises or a lack of focus at work or you know over anxiety or you know uh, people apologizing constantly because uh, fear of retaliation so this is connected everywhere like, so that is what we are researching right now so wow that is incredible and i think you're right it is one of those subjects that it it is it happens but people are very uncomfortable to talk about it. like for example the it gets harder especially when kids are involved like what do you do when you're a victim yes and and you you need to you rely on the other person to provide for your family so it's, it becomes very difficult oh yes definitely it's it's such a it's at such a different ballpark so mm. the studies show that every domestic violence relationships intimate relay partner violence comes through emotional abuse they start pushing your boundaries to see how much you will act mm. and if you have a child the research shows that it will take at least 25 to 30 years for you to leave the relationship because the children are involved so it's it's such a it's such a it's it's very difficult in different ways so currently what we are trying to do is create awareness amongst everybody just like you know start spotting the red flags earlier in the relationship so even if they are able to leave the relationship 5 years you know in this 25 years say if even if they are able to leave the relationship in 20 years that is a huge win for you know for echo right now so that's what we are working on absolutely and now with things getting better the covid people are now free to like <laughs> go back to work and they have the option now so hopefully things get better there Oh, hundred percent. I hope so because uh, I, I, one of the phrases we heard while we were doing this research was, uh, "Domestic violence is a sleeping pandemic. It's yes. hidden in plain sight." So that's a that is different. You know, just just a different ballpark. We have talked, spoken to advocates. We are talking to like uh, district attorneys and lawyers, and it's just how different people come together to. create a better society is always humbling and inspiring you know just like makes us want to do better too absolutely another big question is you're doing so much you have your day job you have embark women and echo space like how do you find energy for all this it's it's the adhd and the hyperactivity <laughs> i yeah. have pills no <laughs> no it's just so okay so um, as when you are very passionate about something i i guess you will make time for it and also accountability helps sometimes i slip up you know definitely mm. and my team members are there to pick up my slack and therefore i can take that break also but uh, it's in the end i just i just love what i do i feel very fulfilled at the end of the day when i do something 
of you know i i i'm a service minded person i volunteer a lot you know i i really love helping people so for me it's 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 not uh, exhausting I, I, sometimes the trauma bonding can be exhausting the burnouts do happen but that time is when you take a, you have to start noticing the signs i'm still figuring out how to notice it but you know you just notice it you take a step back you know re uh, refresh yourself and then come back again because in the end of the day if you are not your 100% no one's going to you are not going to do a good job so i i try to take breaks and also you know i just like doing stuff i just like doing this absolutely and uh i think the, you brought up an interesting point especially like the mental health mental health is huge right now because you do with the covid and everyone working from home that's the that's the one negative side of working from home is like mental health for a lot of people has really declined is very is having a huge impact in fact i myself i my boss killed himself in me just a few years ago and a few years for that a friend from high school killed himself so it's is it is another crisis that a lot of people don't talk about is the mental health piece yeah oh it is it is it is isolation gets to people in different ways i mean in the last two years i have like thought about it several times too and i joke about it all the time that my friends are kind of worried about me i haven't done i haven't thought about it in two months so that's a win for me because i was struggling at that time and therefore i was just like man why not and then i got a dog and <laughs> he took over my life at this point he was just he so when i was in my most depressive episode last year and even this year in april on my birthday i was like cool i am done 29 is a good age to live and then my dog comes and i'm like man no one's going to take care of my dog like i do <laughs> i i spent thousands of dollars on this dude so yeah no i have to hang on you know and he 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 got me out of bed he's too cute so he's just like took whenever i look at him i just like normally smile and even when i'm crying my eyes out i look at him and he just makes me happy you know like having a pet helps my first impulsive decision my costliest is my dog and he is the best decision i've ever made and absolutely like pets, that sounds incredible you know pets are pets are very important for mental health even it's a fish you can talk to that fish yes. i'm saying you know like pet that fish yeah i also heard from my other friends who have dogs they said it during the <laughs> the depression and the mental health issues during covid having a dog or having a pet has been hugely beneficial i think it does make a difference between one alternative to the other oh definitely yeah, because of you know you refocus your efforts because yes. you are like on your own and you just are in your own brain and when you have something else to take care of instead of focusing on yourself you start focusing on the other stuff and therefore you know there is nothing for you to do you just have to focus on the other stuff and that helps you just get out of your mode sometimes some it's it's a challenge definitely you know it's a challenge uh, i am not going to say that it's it hasn't been a challenge i i work hard on it every day as well and it's not easy uh, but it is possible you know it it just takes work and something i'm doing still i'm still attempting to uh, bond and refocus my energy that's why i have multiple projects but it is very important to take care of yourself and it yes. will be a challenge but in the end it will be worth it and you brought up a good point especially like the mental health uh, is just so important like 
I think we're, one trend I'm seeing is many of us who work in IT and cybersecurity, officially <laughs> we have to be out ADHD. We're so busy, we're so focused on work, getting deadlines done, uh, and meeting, meeting, meetings. Like it's sadly like it's hard to think about like how how are my friends doing? Like I think that that can make a difference. Just reach out to a friend, say, hey, are you okay? Like yeah. that can make a difference in improving mental health or Kind of like what you were describing with the domestic violence, just notice is a person in distress? Are they hurting? Is something mm -hmm. wrong? Just mm -hmm. having, the, just taking a few minutes to check up on them. I think if more of us did that, I think that would be hugely beneficial to help our friends or coworkers and whatnot. Oh, definitely, definitely. I agree with all the points you said. Reaching out always will, you know, sometimes someone out of nowhere reaches out to you. You feel special and nice too, you know, like make everyone yes. feel special. Yes, absolutely. And the biggest question of all, what's your favorite boba chain? I heard you love boba. My favorite boba tea. Oh my God, it changes according to my mood. So when I'm feeling relaxed, it's lavender boba with Ooh. peach bubbles. I mean, and, the, the chain, the chain. What's your favorite chain? Oh, the chain. Oh, yeah. I have Kung Fu tea here in St. Louis. Oh, I love that too. So oh, Kung Fu tea has been my favorite so far. And uh, of that, I like the cream cheese matcha uh, <laughs> boba. <laughs> awesome. I am I am obsessed with boba. I, at one point, I was drinking it like every day and getting sugar high. <laughs> I would just be like at three in the morning, why am I not asleep? Ah, I had boba. Mm. <laughs> one week of that but after that i started you know again it's a adhd thing right you hyper focus yes. on what you yes. love and then you want to have it all and then you're like oh man i'm sick of it and then oh i want to have it again man yep. now, after this i'm gonna go get a boba <laughs> you can make me, me, me want to get one too now yeah. like, like, like for me yeah. me and my friends from china we from asia we joke like one big difference is especially for the tea do they use mm. real tea or do they use powder tea like we Hate powder tea. <laughs> like we gotta have the real tea. <laughs> ah, authenticity. Why not? Yeah. And another thing I noticed is the actually for boba. I think boba is relatively new to India because when you're when I saw you like boba, I think you're thinking is boba popular in India? And I chat. I think some of the very first boba places open in India just a few years ago. So it's like catching on. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's now a trend, right? Because uh, I, so for me, I, I was introduced to boba literally just four years ago. And then I was obsessed with it, obviously, because it's delicious. Uh, but in it's right now, TikTok and social media are spreading new cultures and new drinks and trends all over the world. And it's so useful because now you can get boba in India, which is excellent <laughs> news for me. And And it's just you know, that's how globalization works. You know, you yes. take whatever you like from other countries and incorporate in your culture. I'm, yes. I'm, I know for sure there is going to be soon a chai tea boba. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yes, that'd be incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. One bad thing I heard is just a global, slowly becoming a global boba shortage. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> No! Oh, my God. Stop drinking boba, guys. Please. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Yep. Okay, we're just about time and and uh, uh, I'm displaying uh, Srini's uh, LinkedIn address in case anyone wants to reach out. And to close, uh, what the heck, uh, uh, Srini, uh, Srini Didi, I'll, I'll let you, you can ask me one question to close. Oh, 
Oh, want to try. Is this, is I'm this stepping out of my comfort zone, but <laughs> oh, some, oh, it's try. out of your comfort zone. Okay, what is your favorite anime? Oh, that's, that's a hard one because I grew up from the 1970s and 80s, like growing up on all the robot shows. Uh, mm. I, think I really enjoyed uh, was the name of that show, Ro Robotech, that's based okay, on okay. Macross from the Japan, okay, okay, which is uh, from uh, what was the name of the company owns uh, Harmony Go, which they finally resolved their multi-multi-year uh, lawsuit. So now that that's the result, we'll finally get to see new uh, Macross slash Robotech oh, uh, shows. I, but yeah, I, I grew up on that stuff, the, the mm -hmm. robot uh, animation. Oh, that it's fine. I also was, uh, I also saw my first one was Ninja Robots. from. Oh, uh, so that was my first was. anime. And that kind of, after that, I just became a weeb. So right now, I just if I'm bored at home, I just read mangas because that's that's that what works. I do. It's fun. <laughs> Man was currently I'm into web novels from China, so nice. especially fantasy ones. Escape reality will yes, you've got to escape reality sometimes. I think that's another way to get like to uh, help with it mental health. Just stop working, just read a book, just oh, do definitely. something. Different. Yeah, read for enjoyment. Re yes, recently, I've been reading it. like young adult fantasy and adult fantasy because I want to read for enjoyment. Yes. It's, 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 you know, instead of all the science books, I am forcing <laughs> myself to read, which I can't focus on. Yes. So, reading for enjoyment is this year's motto. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and to close, being a reminder to our audience, being neurodivergent with conditions uh, that we mentioned, like ADHD or autism or bipolar, it just means that we're different and we are not broken. And most importantly, we are not alone. These differences make us who we are and it should be celebrated. Thank you everyone for listening today and I'll catch another episode of the Norsic Podcast. And thank you, Srinidhi, for, for being my guest and being amazing and for everything you do. Uh, thank you for doing this, Nathan. Uh, more awareness is very important and you doing this means people will come forward and accept themselves better. That is amazing. You're doing an awesome job. Thanks for inviting Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, Shini. Have a great day. Have a great day.